Have you ever done free yoga? Or are you just I talking have. purely based off of it's rhetoric? Some, I think it's gonna be some scrub that doesn't know how to yoga. <laughs> Not a true yogi. Yeah, like it's like, all right, now I'll just lay down and. <laughs> they'll, they'll say namaste wrong. Yeah. <laughs> namaste. <laughs> all right, namaste. <laughs> namaste. Namaste. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't expect a lot for your free session. Well, I know it's just something for me to go out and do. Okay. I'm just always grinding my face off 24 hours. That is true. Yeah, you're the biggest grinder. Gruden's grinder. Well, not anymore. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right, let's get right into it. Stone Cold stunned me from the top rope. You've Ooh. turned into the Goose Egg Sports Podcast, which I looked this up is the number one sports cop. Is the number one sport? <laughs> Let me read you that, oh all that. God. Stone Cold stunned me from the top rope. You've turned into the Goose. Stone Cold stunned me from the top rope. You've tuned into the Goose Egg Sports Podcast, which I looked it up is the number one sports podcast in the county. I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. The Rock of Lock and Stocks, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jared, a.k.a. Ludacris. Okay, I like Ludacris and cheese, so that that name flows. It seemed like a safe assumption. How are you, Jared? Good. Uh, You mentioned Stone Cold. He is wrestling this weekend. Isn't it like a big WrestleMania event, like Pat McAfee's going to be there? Yep, it's a two-night special, uh, two nights... Brock Lesnar will be there. I think Logan or Jake Paul. I was going to mix yep. up. We'll be there. It's in Jerry World, I think. Yep. Jerry World, two nights. I'm pretty excited. I'm lo- it's a little awkward timing because the Final Four is on Saturday. That is weird. And WrestleMania starts like at seven or six. So it's going to be like awkward timing. Not too excited about that. A lot of screens going in the Jared household. Definitely like one TV and one iPad. Probably you can't even bet on wrestling, can you? You can. Really? Yeah, you can. Yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You'd think like, because I know it's like not like 100% fake. Like it's. Like they know they know who's gonna win, right? Yeah, it's scripted. Okay. Yep. So I guess I wonder if the people who actually write the scripts they probably can't bet, can they? I don't think they sh- could. I think Vince McMahon. Vince probably bans it or something. It's like like I guess obviously like the the books can't ban something and I like think that. You, when you probably agree to like the terms and the conditions, you probably agree to not like. It's like how an NFL player can't gamble. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, it's the, an intercompany. It's thing. the exact same thing. There we go. <laughs> Makes sense. Um. Speaking of the NFL, we got a lot of NFL news this week. Very random. First and foremost, NFL overtime rules have officially changed. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm cool with it. No problems with it. I think simply just, I think a simple, just 10 minutes on the clock. Whoever has the most points wins You like it. the time aspect. Yeah, because I like time management. It's a huge aspect of football. Mm-hmm. I think that should stay. Do you think players could stomach another 10 minutes? Yeah. Because they got to be exhausted. In playoffs, yeah. Yeah. I think in playoffs they could, definitely. I just think it'd be a huge disadvantage for the next week then because we usually see teams that play in a playoff game and have overtime. They usually come out very flat the next week. But I guess that's just a coaching and recovering thing. Right. Yeah. And then, like, well, wasn't it, like, this year they had a Monday night game. Yep. That's true. And then the Rams had to play that Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's kind of the same thing. So, I don't – I think a few more minutes doesn't really – yeah, I get that too. And also, you might be in a situation where your offense or defense never sees the field, mm-hmm. but you're just like draining the clock and all of that stuff. Right. But then, like after the if it's tied, it'll just reset. Exactly. The other team. That's what I think. I think it simply should just be that. But I overall, I don't mind the the rule change. I think yeah. it's fine. I think I didn't absolutely hate the 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 uh, former rule because I do think getting a stop like defensively is a pretty big part of it. I think. Had it, the rules been reversed in that Chiefs-Bills game, if the Chiefs never got a chance and the Bills won, I don't think people would be complaining about it as much. Mm. It's the same thing when like the Patriots beat the Chiefs a few years ago in the AFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl. Right. I think everyone was just complaining just because the Chiefs didn't get the ball. Right. I think it's just something like we as a nation kind of choose sides, and it's usually just the team who hasn't won one yet. We just think they should get a chance. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't hate it, but I do think this one is better. 
I think each team getting at least one guaranteed chance in the playoffs is really good. And it's better what it used to be, which is like complete sudden death. Exactly. Sudden. That was the absolute worst because right. a field goal could easily win it for you. And it was always so cheap like back in the day. Like people, like teams would just drive to like the 30 yard line and then just run just, out the clock. Just it, yeah. Yeah. And then, just, or not run out the clock, but just like find perfect position and just kick the field goal. And I don't know if it was me, but it felt like kickers were more automatic back then. I don't know why. Well, I think it was probably a confidence thing because the extra point used to be a lot closer, like on the two yard line. Maybe. So like it was probably like, I mean, kicking is very mental. So that was probably like into that psyche with all that. And I just think after watching the Vikings and just the playoffs these last few years, we've seen a lot of like kicking disasters kind of happen, like the double doink and stuff like that. Yeah, so I think we've just lost faith in kickers in general. I think as a Vikings fan, they should just get rid of kicking. I think that probably is the best. I option. don't hate that. I, I straight up think I think kickoffs we should get rid of. I think there's yeah. no point to the kickoff anymore. So you just have them start on the 25? Yeah. I mean, kickoff return touchdowns are really cool, but they happen like for a team once a year maybe. Mm-hmm. I think get rid of kickoffs just because they're also, that's where the most injuries happen. Right. Get rid of kickoffs completely, but then you're also taking a lot of jobs from people, which I do realize now as I'm saying this. <laughs> you're, you're pro-worker. I am pro-worker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I would also be down to get rid of field goals. And special teams. I think just like I want the players to I want the play callers to get creative when they're like on their side of the field on like a fourth and fifteen. So you just want the offense to stay out there, no no field goals. I don't hate field goals, but I think I would if that that would be a cool rule change for like XFL or USFL to try out, I think. Okay. Fair I would like to see what offensive coordinators would come up with for a fourth and ten. It would look weird on a football field seeing no uprides. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very very bland very weird be like a lame soccer field pretty much yeah. soccer field where they've left the nets at home um the other do you is there any other alternative overtimes you've heard that you liked the one i heard that i thought was really cool was at the beginning of the game you just do two coin tosses one for the first half and one for like if this game goes into overtime who here's who wins the overtime kickoff just that way so teams can plan if they're driving the fourth quarter if they want to go for a tie or a win knowing that they will they might not get the ball back i thought that was interesting oh okay so in the beginning of the game two coin tosses yeah or just say whoever didn't win the first coin toss they would win the overtime coin toss i think that's fair because i think then teams can at least strategize and say hey i know we might not get the tie but we're at least going for the win i like that just one coin toss and yeah the other team got, yeah i don't hate that i never heard that yeah, I think I saw it on Twitter somewhere, but I really like that. Two one. coin tosses are kind of lame, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> pick, okay, can you pick that up for me? Yeah. It rolled under your shoe. Can you pick that up? We got to do this again. Shoot, you said you were heads for the first one, but you want tails for the second. I'm, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I have to admit, that's kind of lame. Yeah, yeah I, I would say just do the one and say the loser. Right. Yeah. Gets to do it. All right, no, one more coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> or just have two coins and do it at the same time, oh, yeah. and then they bounce out, and you just don't know which one's which. That'd be a good idea. We just got to make this as chaotic and inefficient as possible <laughs> or or teams can either pick heads and tails for the first week and you have to stick with like heads for the rest of the year i like that a lot yeah that's a good one that would be dope <laughs> but what if you come across two teams that pick tails i guess the the visiting team would yeah just, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Would just go the, uh, to that that makes sense yeah i think teams should have to stand by the conviction of it's a like, heads or tails be like, all right Heads just, going go, tails this year. heads just goes on an on unexplainable cold streak <laughs> <laughs> they don't win a single coin toss all year that's a good idea yeah, I like that a lot. We the coin toss just I mean needs to be more exciting. It's so lame. It is. It's the probably the most boring part of the entire sport. <laughs> they do the like, little handshakes. And it's just giant men standing in the middle of the field staring at each other like very intimidatingly. Oh, just while a coin gets flipped between them. What's more boring, a coin toss or like a kickoff touchback? I would take 
a touchback because there's at least a chance they might run it out. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen on the coin toss. That's a good point. The greatest thing that would ever happen during a coin toss already happened, and it's Matt Hasselbeck saying, we want the ball and we're going to score. Or when Jerome Bettis, the, the, he like said heads and the refs thought he said tails, and it was heads. Yeah, or the one in the one. in the Packers Cardinals game where the coin didn't flip at all. He yeah, like and the coin just didn't flip. That was weird, and that was an overtime too for a playoff game. Yeah, that was that was so bizarre. That was a very weird game. Props to that ref for just handling. I think he just I think he flipped it again. Right, because yeah, I think that's the rule. If it doesn't, I don't flip. know what I would have done. I think I would have like called Roger. <laughs> like Roger, I don't know what to, I don't do. Know what to do. What do I do? The coin didn't flip. I fucked it up that bad. I forgot my handbook. I don't know. I don't know what page it's on either. Yeah, I would. That was a. One of the most bizarre moments in the last ten years, I would say, the NFL. Yeah, well, that's up there for sure. It is. Uh, did you stay? Did you pay attention to the NFL coaches meeting at all? A little bit. I mean, just the. I just look at the headlines. Yeah, I just looked at the picture of the outfits. Yeah, those are good. They're bad. I get that they're football guys and like, oh, they care only about winning. They don't care about anything else. You represent a multi-billion-dollar business. Iron your shirt. That's all I ask. <laughs> Some of those outfits were like purposely bad. Yeah, because it kind of yeah. I don't know what's the thinking with that. If they want to make it purposely bad, I don't think they do. I just think they they're the, that type of guy. Like, oh, I don't care about anything because I think they probably just wear athletic shorts and a t shirt to the office every day. Okay, I'll turn this around on you. If you're an NFL head coach, coaches meeting, what do you, what is your fit? What's my fit? I liked what Kingsbury did, which is going back against what I said because he wore shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think I would. Actually, I liked the John Harbaugh. He had like the quarter zip and the just jeans. I think it doesn't it doesn't take much. Right. You don't have to go crazy with it. Get a haircut before. Get some nice shoes. Yeah. Th- this is the one time you're getting your picture taken like all year. Yeah. And everyone's going to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. You're going to get roasted. I don't know what Mike McDaniels is doing wearing a see-through shirt. You could see his wife beat her. Yeah, that was a bad look. He was not thinking. No, he did not see a mirror before he nope. <laughs> left that building. No, he probably was up later. But I think half of those guys did see a mirror, but they're just that type of like macho man. Like, oh, I don't care how I look. Right. And I don't know. I guess that just doesn't sit well with me. You know what I do miss? Hmm. I miss the days where NFL coaches wore full suits on the sidelines. I was never yeah. around for it, but I think that's something they should bring back. Fucking uh, Mike Nolan in the 2000s did that. Yep. And it was like a Reebok made suit, but it looked awful. Mm. It wasn't tailored well at all because they had to be with Reebok. Yep, because they can't like have like some, I don't like, know, yeah. fancy suits or whatever. <laughs> Nordstrom Rack can't hook them up or anything like that, right? Like Tom Landry always wore a suit, and Bill Belichick said he would wear a suit, but the NFL won't let him. Which yeah, is you, have wear, you have to wear you have to wear team apparel right now, which is stupid. If I ever became an NFL head coach, that is one thing I've always said. I would like bring back dressing really nice on the sidelines, or at least nicer than those scrubs dress now. <laughs> There's so many of them who just wear. Like Sean McVay, he could just dazzle him if he wanted to, but he just wears like a long sleeve tee. Yeah, yeah. And they all do they'll do like the same color for the shorts and the shirt. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like bad khakis. In what other business could someone that powerful, like worth that much money, do that? NFL. I guess yeah, the only way. All no fun no fun league. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to big time. Yeah. Speaking of coaches, it, I didn't see this until this morning, but Bruce Arians retired. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. I didn't see it till this morning, but apparently I really liked his reasoning for doing it. He was already on the fence, but he said he wanted to give uh, Todd Bowles, he wanted to give him a fair shot at a coaching job, which I thought is really admirable because I I honestly thought Arians would be gone after they won the Super Bowl two years ago. Mm-hmm, same. Because he'd already retired twice at that point, I believe. Uh, I forget. One, once with the Cardinals for sure. I think he retired a little bit before. Yeah, that. I think he was out of because he was announcing a little bit too, I, 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 yep. if I remember correctly. 
Yeah, and then he came back, did the one year without Tom Brady, then Tom Brady joined, and then he did last year. Right. I thought for sure he would have either gone last year or when Tom Brady said he was going to retire. But apparently he was going to stay. He went to the coaches meeting. And then, just, oh, yeah, he, yeah he, he was there this week and apparently <laughs> just decided halfway through, he's like, this ain't it. Wow. That's weird. Yeah, I guess he's just going through the motions and everything. And it sounds like Tom knew that he might not come back or something. I think he mentioned that when Tom was like discussing going back that he was thinking about it. And apparently he told Tom before announcing it. Okay. Well, that's good. I don't think that really will affect Tom's decision. Too I don't think so either. I think Tom's there for the culture and the roster more than the coaching. I don't think he was ever a big Bruce Arians fan. It would be very funny, though, if he retired, though. He's just like, no, I was coming back just to hang out with Bruce. (laughs) With B.A. That would be a complete, yeah, shell shock for that Todd Bowles team then, because then he would have to just rebuild on the fly. (laughs) Sorry, Todd, I didn't get a fair chance. Signed all these (laughs) one-year deals just to be like, have it swept up under you. (laughs) But I think it'll be good. I still still don't, I don't see the Bucs any differently today than I did yesterday. Yeah, roughly the same. I'm not sure. Yeah. I've heard good I, things about Todd Bowles, too. Apparently, he's been in those, like, discussions for head coach in the last few years or so. Right. I think he was, like, doing interviews with other teams this year, too. He was. I mean, he's going to have a better team now than he ever will to any, like, new team mm-hmm. he's going to. Right. Yeah. So, if I were him, I think he's probably just trying to stay that stay the Buccaneers head coach. Right. And then, like, like this team's way better than, like, those Jets teams he's coached. Exactly. So So he's going to get a fair shake. That's the thing. I think we're always so rough on coaches without looking at the roster they're given. Right. Especially those like that first year Mm -hmm. and even second year going on to third year. I mean, I'm in my third year of this Madden franchise and I'm adding prime God players. and I still can't make the playoffs. It's hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to win games. You're never going to trash a coach or a GM ever again. No, absolutely. You know how hard it is. I have too much respect for the profession. (laughs) True professional. Absolutely. Uh, Next bit of news. I don't know if you saw this. You were in a meeting, but Bobby Wagner just signed a deal with the Rams. Oh. Pretty big deal, too. How big? I think like 65 million. Ooh. On his downslope for five years. Yeah. I don't know what the... I want to meet the Rams salary cap people. I don't know how that works at all. They're doing something right. Something that just other teams aren't. Are they like restructuring any deals or anything? They might have. They must have to. I mean, having Cooper Cup cheap is nice, but they also just extended Stafford this year. Yeah. They just got uh, Allen Robinson. Mm. I think they're still trying to get Odell back. Fuck. Yeah. Where will he go? I think not getting Vaughn allowed them to open up the checkbook a lot more. Yeah. And I do think they're on they're already on the backside of like the Jalen Ramsey deal and stuff like that. So I think that helps. Yeah, and Jalen Jalen Ramsey's kind of overrated too. You think? Yeah. He just gets burned by these top receivers all the time. He does he's good for one good burning a season, I'd say. Well, yeah, like once a game, like the star receiver will burn for like fifty yards. Mm-hmm. I don't know how is that really worth it? It's like a Trayvon Diggs thing, like I don't know. It's like I mean, boomer bust. Yeah, I'm not a great X's and O's guy, admittedly, but from everything I watch that's X's and O's related, they all say Jalen Ramsey is a huge factor to the Rams' success. I guess. If you can take away like one part of the field, especially in like an NFC West where there's good receivers everywhere, Debo, DK Metcalf, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, like you got to have... I think having that is probably better than not having it. That's true. But I think maybe this next contract, it might not be worth it. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him after that. Right, because the tread on the tires is getting lower and lower. But his price will probably also get higher and higher. Right. So his days are numbered in LA, maybe. I would bet so. I would bet he's not on the team start of the 2024 season. (sighs) I would guess this is maybe his last round. That's a big claim. Or start of the 2023 season. Sorry. (laughs) 
I forgot. I don't think he'll be on the Rams in 2029. But yeah, by 2030, <laughs> he's for sure gone. I, I'm putting that one out there right now. Watch me be wrong. He's going to retire a Ram after a 15-year career. <laughs> or it'll be like January 1st, 2031. Then he, yeah. like, he leaves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, fuck you. Fuck you, buddy. That'd be ridiculous. That was a slow burn joke. That was a slow burn joke. The audience will get it. Yeah. And then the last bit of NFL news I had... Uh, Stefan Diggs is getting a little bit cryptic on social media. Uh-oh. He's back to his old ways. He's been tweeting kind of similar stuff. Not not identical to what he was tweeting when he wanted out of Minneapolis, but like just those little jabs like take it for granted or you ever yeah, it's yeah. the stuff that you know you don't know if it's a rap lyric or if it's like how they actually feel. <laughs> right. Uh what was his he tweeted once, I forget what he said. He's like, there's truth to all rumors. He said that in an interview because like like I think he missed practice because he demanded a trade, and it's like, were those rumors true? He's like, oh yeah, there's truth to all rumors. Was, that's what I knew. He's like, he's gone. But right. then he had like a career year with the Vikings mm-hmm. that second half of the year, but then it was still gone. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm glad he's not a Viking anymore, so I don't have to deal with that. Or well, you not now. Justin Jefferson's deal is coming up oh, soon. That's true. He's gonna want to get a lot of money. That is gonna be a lot of money with Tyreek Hill's deal. Um, I could the best spot for. Diggs to go would probably be the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think he is going anywhere. I think we're, we're too early in the process for that. But anytime something like that happens, it's news at this point. Do you think he's like negotiating for more money? I would assume so. I would assume he's doing that. That actually got me thinking yesterday. I wish regular employees were cryptic when they wanted a new contract like athletes are. <laughs> like, I wish John from accounting was tweeting the eyeball emojis. <laughs> or like or like the Slack messages. Is yeah. They go on personal Slack. Coming in, coming in late and like answering questions very cryptically. Like, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, the future's in their hands at this point. <laughs> That's what I think. If I've ever like negotiating for a new contract or something like that, I'm going to get really public and cryptic on social media. There you media. go. Yeah, a lot of eyeball emojis. Eyeball emojis. Money emojis. Lyrics. Instagram stories with the black screen with just text over it or just the shrugging emoji. Yeah, that one's good. That's a good one. Um, Like the money flying away emoji you mm-hmm. could do. Like if I'm here, if I'm still here in two years, money flying away. Emoji. Me driving a car with a song in the background that kind of somewhat resembles my situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. There's a lot of songs you could pick. I can't think of any. Something uh, along just the theme of more money, more problems. Yeah, or yeah. Bitch better have my money type yeah, situation. There you go. Don't kill my vibe. Yeah, bitch do not kill my vibe. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, yeah, I just think us employees need to take this example and run with it because we also need to get paid like these athletes do yeah who needs unions when you got cryptic t- tweets exactly yeah. <laughs> just do that whatever <laughs> said i think it'd be fun yeah um all right we are officially in the final four weekends it's coming it's coming it's close uh it's really starting to look like duke is just going to be the storybook ending season mm-hmm. we'll get to that game in a bit but first i want to talk about the first game of the matchup is villanova versus kansas Kansas is a four and a half point favorite. Over under is 133. I really like Villanova. I do this. Too. I don't know why. They play a slow half court game and like shoot threes. Like they're much more skill. Kansas is very much like we're fast, athletic, we'll beat you at the rim right. type thing. I also didn't realize that Villanova has an 83% field per, field free throw percentage. Yes. And that's what I was going to bring up. And if they 
hold on to it, that would be a NCAA record for a season. And that obviously hitting your free throws is like the biggest part of these big games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's no, that's no breaking news there. Yeah. And that's going to definitely help them, obviously. So I'm all over Villanova and Villanova always plays really well in the final four. They always come ready to play. Yeah, definitely. So I'm all over plus four. I'm taking Villanova. the money line. I'm taking that plus and the plus four and a half. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I never... I don't know what it is. I just can never get behind Kansas as a program. Kansas reminds me of Nebraska football. And it might just be because of the people I grew up with. Oh, yeah, yeah. I suppose, did you should grow up a lot of Kansas fans? Yeah, randomly. Yeah. A lot of Kansas a basketball f- fans and a lot of Nebraska football fans. Ugh, Nebraska football. Hey, they're back. No, they're not. But the one thing I will say is the injury to Justin Moore does not help Villanova. They're going to have a very short rotation. They're already working with like a seven-man rotation mm-hmm. as it was. Yeah, like get dead legs. Yeah. Oh. First half. Under. Oh, that's right. You you had this since before I, March Madness. So I, Jared's I, got the hottest I've, bet of the whole tournament. I've called it. I called it again. It's going <laughs> to happen. So the first game of the Final Four, bet the under in the first half. Mm-hmm. Tight rims. Tight rims. Death perception. They're in a big arena now rather big than arena. just like a gym. Yeah. And the nerves. Nerves. Lots of nerves. Lots of nerves. The and jitters. It, and it's very humid in Louisiana. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, <laughs> but I'm assuming it will. So bet the under the first half. Yeah, and I, I agree with that because I think Villanova is going to slow it down. And I think Kansas, I see them coming out and committing a lot of turnovers early because I, they think they're the perfect team to get those jitters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm taking so excited that one too. for the under in the first half. We got to lock that one. It's in. the Yeah, it's yeah, it's free money for sure. Deploy multiple units. Mm-hmm. Second game is the one that everyone is obviously talking about. We got North Carolina versus Duke. Duke's a four-point favorite. Over-under is a 151. Um, what do you think when you think of this game? Because I go back and forth. I'm going back and forth too. It might be the most watched college basketball game ever. I think it will be. I think it's and I think it's gonna live up to the hype. I think it's gonna be a really good game. Did you see Eric Church canceled his concert so he can watch the game? I did not. <laughs> I didn't realize he was that big of a college basketball fan. I didn't either. He should probably incorporate that into his music so we don't get blindsided. Or you could just watch the you could watch the game on stage. Yeah, throw it on the a, jumbo. Yeah, like he's looking out of the crowd. He is put some sunglasses on. You're good. Yeah, yeah. You always have sunglasses on anyway. It would just it would just be a problem when you're singing and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know any Eric Church songs. Otherwise, I'd sing one. But uh, drink in my hand. All you gotta do is put a drink. Wait, get the fucking rebound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or this would be a good time for Google Glass for Eric Church. Oh yeah, he could bring that back. Just watch it on the side of his eye. What happened to those? They just. They came out, but I think just no one bought. Them. You know, I think I think I think they will make a comeback. Oh yeah, I think just, they, we reality. weren't ready for the technology. I heard they gave people headaches. Yeah, I think five years. I think Google Glass will be back. Yeah, I, I just I think we weren't ready. Yep, a little it, too close ahead, too far ahead of their time. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Anyway, um, yeah, Eric Church, you just watch it on stage. I don't yeah, understand he, why he can't. The other people can't. He easily can. Right, or he get a radio feed in his IFB. Of the game. Listening to basketball is rough. Yeah. Basketball is tough to listen to on the radio. Have you ever tried? No, the worst is wrestling. Like high oh, school I'm wrestling. Sh- I'm sure. That's the worst. Oh, they're rolling around. They're rolling around. <laughs> they're both really sweaty. They're both roiding out a little bit. You can tell their puberty's really hitting right here. Right. Yeah. I just saw him puking earlier from cutting a bunch of yeah. weight. I've never, I didn't even know you could listen to wrestling. I, I, there was a local thing. It was on AM radio even. So it made it worse. Oh, staticky. Mm hmm. Just like a bad feed. Oh, that's awful. Anyway, um, I think North Carolina. I think North Carolina first half. I do line, too. And then I think Duke pulls it off. 
That's exactly what I think. I think I think North Carolina wins the first half. I like that money line. I think just the the underdog has more to play for, and I think Duke will play a little timid. They'll like want to be perfect a little too much. Like Coach K, kind of like like digests the entire first half, doesn't do a whole lot, sees what North Carolina's given him. Yeah, and then the second half, he like takes notes and then just goes off. Yeah, he's a great adjustments coach, I would say. Second half coach, for sure. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of, can Duke make their shots? Because UNC is 0-6 when teams shoot 51%, and 18-0 and when they shoot under 44%. Wow. So they very much like rely on the other team, if that makes sense. Like They force them into bad shots. Mm-hmm. And it's just, about, it's just going to come down to, as the analysts love to say, who can get a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A, yeah, that's very, true. Very platitude. <laughs> going with platitudes today. That's kind of my theme. Who can get a bucket? <laughs> Who out there can go retrieve a pail? That's all you need to do. That's yeah. That's that's basketball for yeah. you. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna go crazy enough. I think I'm gonna do North Carolina plus four and Benji? Duke. And ah no. Come and on. Duke money line. One Benji. I would do Duke money. I would maybe on Duke money line. I would. So Benji. We'll see. I got a big bet place tonight that I'm excited about. What is it? So it's a it's a very random thing, but it's Russell Westbrook and James Harden to each get a triple double. It's plus five thousand. Oh my god! I so the reason that. the reason I like it, James Harden plays the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Pistons suck, and Harden's been like dragged about in the news lately these last like week or two just because of how they play. Second one, Russell Westbrook, LeBron, Anthony Davis are both out. Oh. They're on the playoff push, and today is the anniversary of Nipsey Hussle's death. Who, how is that? Him and Russell Westbrook were like friends. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So that's why I'm thinking it. Plus 5,000. I didn't do a ton, but okay. it would win me a good amount of money if it does hit. All right. And I just wanted something fun to bet on. I, this regular season NBA betting is so hard. I hate it. This time of year. It, you don't know what you're going to get from any team. Yeah. Just college basketball is a lot easier. That, yeah. I'm just waiting for the first round of the playoffs to start because then you can just pick off those easy ones, mm. those first round matchups that should not be matchups. Right. Easy to do futures and all that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Stay, uh, stay away from NBA betting fucking sucks yeah i agree i'm over it um so duke might end up being like the storybook team do you believe in like the cinderella team or like this that some, i don't believe a in certain, destiny really you don't, I don't, I don't i'm a destiny big destiny guy i don't i don't think it works because like i think people thought saint peter's was destiny yes like it doesn't really but i think there is different levels to it there's like a team of destiny that oh they can like make it to the final four versus a team of destiny that oh they can actually win it all they have like the story behind them i think duke is more of a legit one because it's like the story's been building for longer and longer but it would also be a great story if north carolina beat duke in coach k's last year you think that's also destiny it could see that's the thing destiny is written by the victor right it's very uh subjective yeah so I did want to ask you, which storybook season ending or which storybook champion was the least deserving of all time? I've got a few. I'm going to start out with the 2012 to 2013 Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Ray Lewis was retiring, and we were all very sad to see him go and all that. But the Ravens were not a good team that year. Yeah, because they switched over their offensive coordinator. Like, yeah, at like in week 15 or something like right, that. Right, it was a very smart move. Yeah, and it was Joe Flacco's contract year, and apparently he's all about the money because he became the best quarterback of all time for a month. Mm-hmm. Played out of his mind. Yep, beat the Broncos when they had no business. I don't remember who they beat the first round, but even that was a bit of a surprise. Texans, Colts, something like that? Yeah, one, yeah one of those teams. And then they beat the Patriots when they shouldn't have. And then they had to... 
or the Niners, I forgot, the Niners cheated and turned the lights off in the Super Bowl so that they could come back. <laughs> they turned the lights off. <laughs> but then that cheat Ray Lewis was using deer antler spray just uh, so he could have a ter- yeah. terrible game and only record two tackles. Right, yeah. So I don't think they deserve that. Uh, I think the Niners were the rightful champions that year. I would say the 09 Saints just because of the Bounty Gate. And I had them too. Yeah. I knew, I knew you gate, would have been. The whole Bounty Gate thing was not good. I thought the... Sorry to anyone of our New Orleans listeners. I think the the Katrina thing was a little overplayed. That had happened years ago at that point. I know what you're saying because they were in the playoffs in 2006. Yeah, they they had their like I Katrina know, run. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. How long do you get to milk a national tragedy? Is all that's I'm true. I know what you're saying. Like when the pa- when the Patriots won, that made more sense. Yes, in 2001 because I was like very fresh. Yeah, and, and that was 911. Yeah, right. All that so that stuff. made sense. Yeah, I think 09. But it was it was Tennessee. more of the, it was more of the sports writers forcing that narrative into it. They need something to talk about, right? Yeah, and that same team was good. I just don't think they were worthy of the champions because there's legitimate proof that they were. I guess not cheating. It's not cheat. It, it's not really cheating to offer your players a bounty. It's immoral. It's immoral for Unethical, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Payton is. <laughs> weasel for doing it yeah he is a weasel or at least knowing about it that little rat and i think the vikings were a better team in the nfc that year thank you and i think the colts are a better team than the saints as well well that colts yeah. team was 14 and 2 oh, yeah we looked didn't we look that yesterday we did yeah, yeah. they were 14 and 2 and they only lost because like they decided to start losing yeah but that usually happens those great cold teams they were always start really really hot and then they were always a they fizzled out in the playoffs every year always, i wonder if peyton manning just overthought stuff I think it was mostly their defense, and the plus they had a target on their back all year. Yeah, because they always had the first round by. Right, and there's a lot of tape on them. Yep. So like I don't know, and it was like definitely like a rest versus rust type thing too. Definitely. So it's very interesting how we look at like the first round of the playoffs and like how we treat the first round buys now compared to like in the 2010s. Right. Because now teams will keep playing their guys for at least a half or so that last game just keep momentum and rhythm going. Right. Yeah, I think there was one year like started wrestling like week 14, week 13. Yep. It's like, geez, guys, you can't be doing that. <laughs> too too much. Yeah, too much rest. And then the last undeserving storybook team I have. And I I know you will disagree with this one is the 2010 to 2011 Dallas Mavericks. Oh my god! The Heat, shut the up. Heat were so shut much. The, the Heat up. were a much better team that year. They choked. LeBron choked. They all choked. But the Heat were a better shut team up. that year. God, am I wrong? It was a great series. It was Mavericks a great. Played great. They did. They played. They they played their best of the whole season. They played their best series. Their best basketball came at the end. The Heat were a better team. <laughs> they weren't though. The Miami Heat. How are they not? They lost the Mavericks. Just because you lose a series doesn't mean you're a worse team. It just means you had a worse series. <laughs> Spin if it was best of 15, I am confident Eric Spolstra okay, so, would have righted the ship. So, okay, one seeds usually beat the eighth seeds in the first round of the NBA playoffs. So, like, that means they're the better team then. Yes. Okay. So, the Mavericks beat the Heat then. So, they're the better team. Do you think... If LeBron was in a better mental state, the Heat would have won that series. What, what mental state was he in? He was scared. I think we, all, we can all admit that. He did not have a great... He took like two shots in the fourth quarter of like three games. Yeah, I don't know. He was very afraid of the moment. I think he would even admit that. He was scared. When he comes to the, the finals, he'll be- admit it. Yeah. He was in the finals before that, though, too. Yeah, but no one expected anything out of him. He got swept. <laughs> Do you, you actually think the Mavericks were a better team than that Heat team? Heat might have had more talent, but the Mavericks were a better team. 
Okay, I, I'll agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Yeah. They they had a really good strategy too. Because I remember that, that that first Heat season, they started off shaky. Like they lost a lot of games right away. Right away, yeah. And then they like kind of found their footing, but then kind they of had a very it. easy path to the playoffs that year through the East too. Right. So I think I think Mavericks were a better team, more talent on the Heat. And that Mavericks team, I will say, they did have a really tough test to get to the finals. So I, I think they had to take down L.A. and Oklahoma City to do it. Yeah, I forget. And the Spurs. And then the Spurs. So yeah, I was. I think it was also kind of a gauntlet of teams there. Yeah, so they were probably just more battle tested because the Heat. I think they swept their first two opponents. Right, and then that that game two of the NBA Finals, like the Mavericks were down by like fifteen in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and they, and they came, came back. back. Yeah, they played. They played a better. They played better basketball. I just think when I when I think of as a team, I think of like just what the roster presents. Right, but so, there's a difference. There definitely is. Yeah. Yeah, and they played their basketball at the right time. And Spolstra was very young, too. He was. That was, just, that was probably too big of a moment. It's kind of crazy that Spolstra's still a coach of that team. He's fairly decent. He is. We never like put him in the category of like the great coaches of all time, but he's got, in terms of longevity. It's because he looks like a little kid. He still does. He still looks like he's 30. Right. It's and like his suit's too big, so he can like arms will flap fly. around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he has hair gel in still. <laughs> Who past 30 is like having spiky hair gel in. Right. I used to hate him, but I'm, I'm respecting him more and more. Oh, yeah. As of recently. He, they're always competitive. Oh, yeah. I, I like the heat a lot. And they almost won the Mickey Mouse trophy, too. So. And they should have won against the Mavericks. Yeah. Are true. you going to put the Lakers in the most undeserving storybook? Um, <laughs> bu- 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 I got to think here. Fuck. Ooh. Because according to LeBron, he's won the two most difficult finals of all time. The 3-1 and the Mickey Mouse one. <laughs> the Mickey Mouse one. <laughs> I love calling it that. Oh, it's so great. There's nothing more demeaning than calling something a Mickey Mouse <laughs> than anything. Like a Mickey Mouse ring, Mickey Mouse bubble, Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse champion. <laughs> like Mickey Mouse's whole legacy has just been boiled down to just LeBron, an insult for LeBron at this point. More people know who LeBron is than Mickey Mouse right now. Probably. Because <laughs> he's Le Mickey. Yeah, Le Mickey. <laughs> uh, God, that is one of the good things that Reddit has brought to the world is coming up with Mickey Mouse, <laughs> Mickey Mouse rings. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm trying to think of undeserving. I know I can think of one. Oh, I don't know. I'm just being bitter. Go for it. Packers. The, when they went with Rodgers? <laughs> yeah, but they had a bunch of people hurt, so they kind of deserved to win that. They did, but also, that that looking back at that NFC, that was a weak oh, NFC. Oh, we go. Yeah, because they uh, that week, the week before at NFC Championship, 2010, Caleb Haney was the second-half quarterback for the Bears. Yep. Because so, Cutler got hurt. Yeah, I don't know how hurt Cutler was either. He tore his ACL. Oh, okay. But everyone was like pissed because he was like, riding his bike and then the next monday someone saw him like walking around chicago just fine and i remember that's when like the heat was the hardest on cutler i think in his whole career right i think they had todd collins playing that game too but caleb haney p- played most of the second half the yeah the top two seeds in that nfc were the bears and the falcons yes enough, yep they yep. steamrolled the falcons that game sucked yeah their toughest test in like all the playoffs was the eagles at first wild card round with oh, Vic. damn i forgot about that yeah that was a very weird thing because one even like once the Packers made it into the playoffs everyone kind of thought the Packers were gonna make it to the Super Bowl the NFC was very like uniquely weak and I think Rodgers was already like the best quarterback in the NFC at that point so it's weird to see the Bears get like a first round bye and all that shit yeah they just dominated the regular season but I think everyone kind of knew they were frauds right just a matter of if their defense could hold up but it right Rodgers was already and that was his first big year but he was already the best quarterback in the NFC at that time which is very weird to think about was he though I think no, so. No, I think Breeze would have probably been 
I don't think Breeze was in the playoffs. Oh, I see. In the the playoff quarterback. Yes. I see. Yeah. Okay, in, I the, see what you're in that like playoff pool. I actually no Breeze. He was in it because he lost to the Bears because they went to Chicago. Uh, they went yeah, to yeah. Chicago and yeah, got right. beat because it was right. cold. So yeah, it was probably Breeze because <laughs> it was cold. Oh, I mean yes. <laughs> so it was probably Breeze, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can't think of any others. So yeah, sorry that you are all you had a great fairy tale season, but you don't deserve it. Yeah, any of you. you, Mickey Mouse rings. Yeah. Us. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break here, but then we are gonna be joined by my friend Kenneth from Symbol. He's gonna talk a little bit about this really cool startup he's doing. It's like a stock market for sports. I'll let him explain it. He's a lot better at it, but uh, stay tuned for that. Jared, what is your favorite number in the entire arithmetic universe? One is good. Two is okay. Three is meh. Four is great. Four is great. That's such a coincidence because we're in the final four. That's right. Right now of the NCAA, both men's and women's tournament. Mm -hmm. Final four time. This is where the boys and girls become men and women yep this is where champions are crowned great time of year weather's getting nice great basketball absolutely nba playoffs are right around the corner Mm -hmm. getting hyped for that if you're anything like jared and i you love this time of year because of two words and two words only draft kings official sports book of the goose egg sports podcast and that's two words two words Okay, yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's great. They got any bet you could want. I've been really into like the NBA like specials lately. Mm. Just finding like some random special, like oh Kevin Durant to score over twenty seven and Rudy Gobert to have over ten rebounds. Yeah. Just random like freak Frankenstein pairings yeah, like that. LeBron to walk up the court after a bad shot and not play defense. That's another one. That would be uh, plus fifty thousand. I would say for something like <laughs> You're that. A rich to man. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it would never happen, so we don't need to worry about it. But yeah. if you're into just gambling on sports or just having some skin in the game, DraftKings is the way to go. If you're in a state where it's not legal yet, don't even worry about it because there's daily fantasy that you can play. Mm-hmm. You can load up on an NBA team, especially now with the playoffs around the corner. You can load up on a daily NBA roster. It's always there for you. And just go to town. There's always something to do. You can do golf. You can do NASCAR. Pretty much anything you want. So head to DraftKings.com today and just get in on the fun. Get in on the phone. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Goose Egg Sports Podcast. This is the first time we've ever had a guest interviewee on. We've got Kenneth from Symbol here. And just for a quick little bit of background... I heard about Symbol through another podcast about a year ago this time, and I just reached out to you guys saying, hey, if you need any video work or whatever, let me know, because I just think the brand is really cool, and I see you guys are doing really big things on TikTok. You guys are really growing. You said you were developing an app soon, so uh, welcome to the podcast, first and foremost. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I appreciate you having me. Um, I didn't realize I was the first ever uh, interview guest, so I'm, I'm honored uh, uh, that you picked me, but... Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. Congratulations on all, on all your success with you betcha with the show with um, all the stuff that content you guys are creating. Uh, I'm excited to be on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um. So going back to like the beginning, I had heard this origin story from the last podcast, but for people who haven't, what was the idea that inspired Symbol, and what kind of is Symbol overall? Yeah, absolutely. So best way to describe it is Symbol is a stock market for sports. So our goal is to create a platform that allows sports fans to invest in shares of their favorite sports teams, just like they'd invest in companies in the stock market and cryptocurrencies and NFTs, all that stuff. Um, but really a market designed for sports fans. Um, so on our market right now, you can trade 
shares of NFL teams, MLB teams, uh, NBA, NHL, NHL, and college football. Um, with the goal is we want to create a platform that allows sports fans to profit off their sports knowledge in a more fair way than, you know, typical sports betting and a really fun way, you know, people are getting into market-based investing. Um, so that's what, that's what symbol is all about. Yeah. I remember when you talked about it originally, you said during the pandemic, you realized all your friends were either sports gambling or they were buying stocks in like businesses that they had never really heard of or could never do anything. And I thought that was a really cool combination of like the long-term investing with something you actually know about, because I could name pretty much every NFL team's GM, but I don't think I could name a single CEO out there in the world. Yeah, exactly. So I, my background's investing. Um, I grew up, you know, I worked in an institutional investing firm designing financial products. So that was always my background, but I've always been a, a little bit of a degenerate sports gambler. Fancy sports has always been, you know, my go-to for entertainment. But what I realized during the pandemic is more and more people were starting to invest in the stock market, right? Robinhood, blew up the past five years, the whole GameStop AMC craziness. And a bunch of my friends were, were investing in these companies. I'm like, that's not even like GameStop's not even a company anymore. There's no basis for their stock price. Like, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, well, there's nothing else to do. This is fun. We can make some money. I'm like, okay, but like, okay, but you know nothing about, you know, investing in companies. What if we gave you a market where you could invest in sports teams? And I started floating around the ideas of some friends are like, yeah, that existed. That'd be super cool. I know way more about the Chicago Bears than I do about uh, Dogecoin or anything like that. Um, so that's where the uh, yeah the foundation came from. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you remember this, but the first video I made for you guys was I started a buy or sell series. And I wanted to go through all the teams, just kind of give my analysis on the stock. And the first team I did was the Cincinnati Bengals. And they were insanely, they were priced insanely high at the time. And I said, this is a stupid idea. The Bengals are going to be trash this year. All of that. And obviously it paid off for those people. They must've known something that I didn't, but what teams have been moving around the most in the symbol market during this like NFL off season? Yeah. So honestly, I'm pulling it up now. The biggest winners, uh, uh, biggest losers at the beginning of the off season and then end up being the biggest winners, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Tom, Br- Tom Brady retires. They go down 30% in like a couple of days. Cause who wants to own a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team with uh, I don't even know who their backup is anymore. Like I think it was Gabbert. I think it's Gabbert. Yeah. yeah. Blaine Gabbert as the, as the, as the only quarterback on the roster. So they drop, they recover a little bit. Cause you're we like, ah, oh, maybe that's too far. Tom Brady announces that he's coming back. They go up 30%. They're up 30% on the month. They're a top 10 team in the NFL. Um, once again, so they were a big winner. Um, the Colts actually surprisingly big winner trading for Matt Ryan. So, um, you know, who knows if it's going to work out. The Colts have been in this quarterback carousel with, uh, you know, bringing in Phillip Rivers and then bringing in Carson Wentz and now Matt Ryan. But the roster is pretty good. And if Matt Ryan can be uh, competent, um, you know, there, there could be some something there. So they're up, just looking, they're up over 20% um, since, the, since they signed Matt Ryan. Um, so they've been a big mover. Uh, Browns are up 20% since signing Deshaun Watson. So whether or not, you know, you know what's going to happen with this suspension and, and all that stuff, the investors in the market are, they sure like a Browns team with Deshaun Watson on it. Yeah, that makes sense. Are there any that like just totally surprise you? Because that Bengals one, I remember like at that time Burrow was hurt. We didn't even think, I think I made that video before they even drafted Jamar Chase. And I just thought that whole team was a mess, but I think they were the highest ranked team at the time. I guess I don't know if people just believe in Joe Burrow that much, but are there any like really shocking ones to you? Uh, yeah, a few. Um, so the Bengals one last year was crazy because they were, they, were tr- they were bottom five in the NFL at like $18, $19 a share. Uh, and then they just blew up over the off season. They went from like $20 a share to over $60 a share. They've come back a little bit since then. Um, but for whatever reason, there's a premonition of people liking the Joe Burrow, 
uh, Joe Burrow experience, I guess, the Joe Cool experience. Um, so Wasn't they, Joe they, Burrow they, the reason you kind of got into this also? A- absolutely. So I th- that's kind of the foundation story of Symbol. When I was a senior in college, I um, that was like back in, I don't know, it was 20, yeah, 2020 or so. Um, it was the year before they drafted Joe Burrow. So it had been like the fall of 2019. Uh, and I bet on the Bengals and they were like two and 13 at the time they were playing the Patriots. Um, they had like, they were getting like 14 and a half points. I'm like, that's a lot of points for an NFL game, like at home, like backdoor cover, like something. So I bet on the Bengals, they, they get beat like 35 to zero, just, just destroyed. Like no chance from the start. I'm sitting there pissed and like the Bengals stink. Why would I bet on them? I'm a moron. Like, what am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God damn it. They're going to draft Joe Burrow. They're going to be good. Like I know Joe Burrow is going to be good for the Bengals. Um, so I started thinking there, like, there's no way for me to like make a bet that they're going to be really good two years from now. And that's what I wanted to do. So that's when I got started to think about like stock market principles of like, Hey, I, if I believe in the foundation of a company, I invest in them. Right. I believe in the foundation of the Bengals with Joe Burrow. I want to invest in them. So yeah, the Joe Burrow holds a little bit, uh, you know, soft spot in my heart just because they, he helped come up with the idea. Uh, but yeah, they were on a crazy run last year in the market. Yeah, I just there's no way to like invest in a team long term besides like a futures bet until now, which I think is great. I totally interrupted you. What were the surprising teams that you like were shocked by? Yeah, so if we walked through the top five of the the sim NFL right now of the NFL market, it makes a lot of sense. You're the Chiefs at one, right? Patrick Mahomes is going to be there for ten years. That makes a lot of sense. The Bengals, Joe Burrow, makes a lot of sense. The Browns, Deshaun Watson, you know, Kevin Stefanski makes a lot of sense. The fourth team in the market right now is the San Francisco 49ers. And I find that to be pretty interesting because yes, they've been good historically with Jimmy G. They win a lot of games with Kyle Shanahan, but like Trey Lance is pretty unproven, right? And they're, they're priced ahead of uh, uh, the Buffalo bills with Josh Allen ahead of, uh, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots ahead of Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. So I think the 49ers one is pretty interesting. People seem to be pretty high on either Kyle Shanahan as a coach, just knowing that he can run the ship or Trey Lance as, as a prospect. Yeah, I mean, I'm in Trey Lance country right now, and I know people are like buzzing, like waiting for him to get his opportunity, yet they still haven't found, I don't think they've even gotten an offer on Jimmy G yet. So who knows? Jimmy G might be back there next year, which is just very random. Can you can you believe that? Like, if you're Jimmy G, I just going into a building where like you're not wanted basically at that point, that's got to be a weird environment. Especially after bringing them to a Super Bowl and I think two NFC championships now. Like he yep. really was only one game away from another Super Bowl. It was yeah, like, and 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 I'm not a Jimmy G fan at all. Like I don't think he's very. I'm a Packers fan, so mm-hmm. I, I you know I, I don't really like him just because he's a little better in the NFC <laughs> Championship a few times. I don't think he's a good quarterback. The the whole point of like he wins, like yeah, but his roster is really good. Like you stick, uh, you know you. I bet Trey Lance. My point is, I bet Trey Lance gets you the same amount of wins as Jimmy G, plus with more upside. Yeah. Um, but it's just got to be a weird dynamic of like Trey Lance is unproven. Jimmy G, you know what he is. He's not elite. He's not terrible. But it's interesting. It's such a yeah. It's such a weird business. What is it about like this being in the sports business now that like excites you the most? Is it just knowing what you're talking about a little more? Or yeah, I mean, it's a passion of mine. Like I said, my background. I mean, you know, I was betting on the Bengals on a on a Sunday afternoon when they're 21 point dogs or whatever. I think it's safe to say um, you're passionate then, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love I love the sports industry. I'm, I'm a sports nerd at heart. Like I'm a big analytics guy. Um, love. NFL is my favorite sport. I loved watching it. So to be able to bring it into my career and, and a startup company is I love working on it every day, right? Getting up and being able to talk about like, Hey, yeah. Why are the, the Bengals up 30% this year? Oh, because Joe Burrow, here's principles. 
Um, so I just, yeah, I love every day looking at the market, seeing who's up, who's down. It, it makes everything every day interesting. Absolutely. Um, so I was on the website a few days ago and I noticed there was something that I have never seen before. Symbol teammates. Are you guys, is that something you guys are still doing? And if so, what's that all about? Yeah, we're uh, introducing some new functionality to the website. So right now we're just a website, symbol.com. I'll do a quick shout out there. Absolutely. Um, we are developing a mobile app, which will be great. That's going to be coming out in about a month. Um, but teammates is the social element of symbol. So, uh, one thing that we got a lot of feedback from our first users of like, Hey, they love the market. They love being able to trade teams like stocks, you know, earn money, like make long-term bets, all that stuff. Um, but one thing they were missing is the social element, right? Sports is inherently social sports, gambling, fancy sports are all social elements. So we're bringing what we call symbol teammates to allow people to connect with other people on the platform. You'll be able to connect with your friends, your family, track their trades, track their win payouts, how much money they're making to see if you're a better sports investor than them. Um, so bringing in the social element uh, should really help spice up the market and, and give users a sense of community around the symbol market. I think that's so cool. Me and my co-host Jared are always talking about like our records or like how we're doing betting or like we'll tell each other our bets like, oh, are you backing me or not? So I think that's a really cool aspect of it, especially with like a long term thing like that. Yeah. And we're bringing in we're bringing a lot of cool features in the social element. So not just, you know, connecting with friends and be able to track what they're doing. Uh, but also giving like a social feed. So like, Hey, you know, Tom Brady is, you know, came back bucks are up 14% in the last hour, right? Really giving people good insights into what's going on in the NFL or in, in other sports in the market. Cause that's what really symbols all about is, is putting a number to news, to injuries, to trades, to people's thoughts on how good a team is going to be. Right. One of my, one of the things I always like to talk about, I just think it's, funniest thing in the world. I love the NFL draft. It's kind of, it's like oh, one of yeah. my favorite days of the year, just watching the three and a half hour event. First round, nothing. Just, there's not many better sports days than the first round of the NFL draft. Absolutely electric. But what, what I think symbol can really provide to the sports community is putting numbers on how people actually feel about uh, a draft, for example. So example I always use after the draft, you have all these analysts being like, oh, that's a B minus. What the? I don't know. Sorry. I wasn't going to swear. No, go, what, go what, for what it. A, if you want to, we swear all the time. <laughs> what the fuck is a B minus? Like what is a B minus grade? What's an A plus grade? What does that actually mean? What symbol can do is provide context to, Hey, last year, the bears traded up and got Justin Fields in our market. They went up 10%. That was the most of any team uh, during the NFL draft. So fans really like that's an A plus they went up 10% Packers. Unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't want to play for the Packers anymore. They go down 15%. I would call that an F, right? Because mm -hmm. that's actually putting numbers to what's going on provides really in interesting content around the sports community. I think that's so great because my biggest gripe with all of sports media is they all just speak in like those platitudes, like just meaningless things. They're just trying to like get buzzwords out. So you can, you don't hear that from like ESPN, but then you go to like the local media, it's all just like, oh, A plus, our team is the best ever. So I think having just the actual like black and white objective numbers behind it, I think that's so cool and so unique because that just doesn't happen in sports media anymore. Yeah, exactly. And and like I said, I, my, I'm a numbers nerd, uh, analytical background. That's that's sort of um, my thing. But you're exactly right. Like you go listen to an ESPN segment and they're like, ah, oh, love this team, the way it's put together, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, that's great. Good opinion. Our market can tell you how fans feel about the team, which is what we all care about, right? What other, What other people think. Yeah, absolutely. Something you guys also do really well that I'm just really jealous about is your social media. You crush it on TikTok and it's just you walking your dog and like giving your opinion. So do you guys have like a set social media strategy? Was that a like set decision you did or you just kind of go for it? Yeah. So uh, go follow us at Symbol Sports on, uh, on TikTok. That's our biggest social media. Um, 
it's actually kind of funny how it came about. So last year, um, you know, we were looking to create content around, you know, we're a startup company. So we're trying to get eyeballs. We're trying to reach new audiences. Um, and we didn't have a huge bank account to go out and, you know, advertise with, you know, big time partners on ESPN or Fox or anything like that. So we were trying to figure out organic ways to grow content. TikTok had obviously had already blown up at that point, but was just, I would say it was just starting to get mainstream for like sports content, right? Historically, it was a lot of dancing videos, funny videos, stuff like that. Uh, but sports are becoming more popular. So we started the TikTok account. Um, I was running a business, so I didn't, you know, we didn't have a ton of time to make organic content ourselves, which is why you were helping us out with some mm-hmm. YouTube videos. Um, but basically I, I have a dog. His name is Zuko. If you're a fan of Avatar, the last airbender, uh, Zuko great name after the character. Um, I have to walk him a couple times a day, get him outside. And I just started videoing like my reaction to stuff. I'd see news. I'm like, all right, what's my reaction. And then I started getting into like debates on, um, you know, debates and then a lot of trivia stuff. Cause I'm, I'm kind of a sports trivia, uh, nerd. Um, but it just kind of grew organically that people liked the idea of, you know, just coming up with a simple question, like, Hey, can you name all the backup quarterbacks in the NFL? Let's go through it. And no time to prep. You just have to think like I use those filters when the filter pops up, like, can you name the backup quarterback for the lions right now? Right. And just like mm-hmm. really fun, uh, engaging, uh, content like that. So it's grown, you know, quite a bit over last year. I'm, I'm by no beat a content creator, but it's been a lot of fun to grow. Oh, I think it's great. We'll have to set up some sort of sports trivia thing between like you, me and my co-host Jared, because that's our biggest thing too. We're like, what are we going to do with all this just random information? Like, I think the one that really stuck out to me is you named all the quarterbacks in the league from like in like 2012 or something like that. I think it was that yeah. one. I'm yeah, like, that, that, that was actually a comment from a uh, from a viewer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, can you name uh, all the back? Of, or I think the first one I did was like, can you name the college of every NFL quarterback? Which is pretty easy, right? Mainstream yeah. for the most part. Somebody in the comments. We think like, it's mainstream. You, I think no one else think it's mainstream. Well, well, yeah, for 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 diehard sports fans, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, but someone in the comments is like, "Can you name all the quarterbacks from the starting quarterbacks in 2015?" I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of a fun exercise." So I'm walking my dog. I'm filming. I'm like, "Who is the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals?" And I and I said like John Skelton, some like mm-hmm. random name. Turns out it was, it was freaking Carson Palmer. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, what a bad miss on my part. The Arizona Cardinals actually responded to that video, and they're like, "Dude, what's going on?" I'm like. That's pretty cool. That was that was kind of fun. Yeah, it's a, it, the NFL teams do a really good job of being on TikTok. The Lions comment on like my, my Restore oh, the Roar yeah. series all the time. It's a really good time. Yep. But yeah, just I think that aspect of like knowing just the most random sports knowledge and just like what am I going to do with this information moving well, forward? And you well, found I, some way to like turn it into something. I think that's really cool. I, I saw you guys. I saw a few clips of of you guys on uh, on TikTok. I think you guys were yeah naming backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Maybe that was a segment you guys were doing. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking about that. Like back when I was in college, you know, you'd go out to a bar, you'd have a couple of beers with friends and you just start like naming like, Hey, can you name a player from Oregon state? Yeah. Just like random, just like random, like guy stuff talking about, you know, college football in the NFL. So I, I think the, the content's really engaging. Cause like, that's what I do with friends is like, who was the last quarterback to be drafted out of TCU? Like Andy Dalton. Like, All right, cool. Yeah. Like, you know, just oh, yeah. random stuff like that. It gets your brain going. Me and my friend from high school, since high school, we've just had this debate where we just try and name backup quarterbacks whenever we see each other. And it usually ends with one of us getting frustrated because we just can't think of one once we're down to like the John David booties of the world and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to team up uh, with some content on our on our TikTok doing a little uh, a little trivia challenge, symbol versus goose egg. That would be dope. Um, have you guys been plugged into like the trading card or like NFT space at all? Or are you pretty focused on just the market? Because I see that's like kind of the other space where I see a lot of like long term sports investing. Yeah, great question. That's actually one of the things we're working on right now. So the long term goal of our platform 
Um, right now we're just a, a normal website, uh, a normal app that we're developing, but a long-term strategy is to turn every share in, in our market into an NFT and utilize blockchain technology to increase transparency, liquidity, investment opportunity for, for people all over the world. Um, so it is in the works, nothing, uh, nothing concrete yet, no launch, anything like that. But pretty soon our market will be utilizing NFT and blockchain technology. That's dope. I feel like like you hear just like the buzzwords going around, but you see so few people actually like going out and executing them. So I think that's really cool. You guys are hopping on that. Well, and what we're excited about with the industry, right right now, everyone's getting into NFTs, right? Everybody's releasing an NFT. It's like the cool thing to do, the fad thing to do. The problem is a lot of the NFTs being released don't have any utility. Like, yeah, they might have some value because people decide like, oh, that's a cool picture. I want to own that picture, right? Like crypto punks and all that stuff. Uh, so there's some value there of just like being able to trade the NFTs and stuff like that, but there's really no inherent utility to them. You can't do anything with it other than make your profile picture or say that you own it. What we're really excited about with Symbol in the Web3 space and the NFT space is providing real actual utility in, in the form of a market where you can profit off your sports knowledge. So there's actually something backing you know, the NFTs, right? If you own a share of the, the Steelers in our market... Every time they win, you earn cash, right? That's one of the fundamentals of Symbol and how it works. Um, so we're, what we're excited about going into the blockchain space is providing a market that has real underlying value where people can come in and trade and actually profit off their sports knowledge. That's really cool. I'm really excited to hear how that goes. Um, have you noticed any like real strategies people have when they're like first entering the Symbol market? Like, Are people usually just buying their local teams? Because I own Sim Panthers and Sim Hornets, and that's just because I was living in Carolina at the time. But is there any strategies you're noticing people have like when they first enter? Yeah, absolutely. So there's two ways to make money on the symbol market. Uh, first is win payouts. So every time a team you own wins, you earn cash, right? That's the basis of the market. That's why you'd want to own a, one team versus another, right? The, the more wins your team gets, the more money you're going to earn. The second side of it is the stock market side, the whole buy low and sell high. Those are the two ways to make money in the market. The buy low and sell high is also a way to lose money if you buy high and sell low. Um, so there's two main strategies that I think have been the most effective for, for people moving forward. One of them is kind of the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals example. Um, finding a team that has a promising young quarterback who might not be top 10 in the symbol market, buying them low. And if that quarterback continues to develop like Joe Burrow did, they become a top five team instantly. Because one thing about our market, you talk about the long-term aspect of it. If you have a young quarterback who's going to be around for the next 10 to 15 years, that's an easy way to make sure that your share is going to hold value over time. So that's one strategy that people are looking for of, Hey, you know, I'm going to buy the Cincinnati Bengals low because I believe in Joe Burrow. I'm going to buy the bills low because I believe in Josh Allen and his ability to be down there for a long time. Now that strategy is a little bit out the window because those are top five teams in the NFL now, but that strategy still holds, right? If you believe in Justin Fields over Zach Wilson, or if you believe in Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields, those are bottom five teams in the NFL right now. So if you buy one of them, Trevor Lawrence becomes a top 10 quarterback they're going to shoot up the rankings. So that's one, uh, one strategy that we've seen work really well um, for people. The other is looking at the organizations themselves, right? Looking at the Steelers. Steelers, what, what's the sad? They haven't had a losing season since like 2003. I don't think since Tomlin's like, been there at least. Yeah, yeah. So at least 15 to 20 years, they haven't, haven't had a losing season. So some people look at the organization and say, hey, that's a well-run organization. I don't care if the Steelers are uncertain at quarterback with Trubisky. I trust Tomlin. Um, and the Steelers front office to be competitive for a long time, right? Same with sort of the Packers. Um, you know, some of these franchises have been good for a long time where the question marks come around and for a team like the Cardinals, right? The Cardinals, Kyler Murray could be a top five, top 10 quarterback, 
Um, but they're not priced like that in the NFL market on symbol because the Cardinals historically have struggled to maintain a long period of success. Um, so those are a couple different strategies. People looking at sort of the up and coming young teams with the quarterbacks or looking for really stable franchises to, to put their money. Yeah, I think that's really smart. Um, I got two more for you. What do you think the future looks like for symbol? Are there like other, I know you mentioned the card and NFT space and teammates. Is there anything else you're kind of like keeping an eye on or are you just kind of full steam ahead on what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So in the near future, mobile app, that's going to be really exciting. Uh, it's going to be a big launch for that. Uh, the social aspect of being able to connect teammates, um, compete, uh, you know, track each other's portfolios, compete there. We're also launching some free-to-play games, uh, which are really exciting. We do like a March Madness challenge. Um, we're going to do some uh, daily games I can't announce yet, but we're really excited about a daily game. Um, it's similar to something that's been viral recently. That'll be the hint. Um, but hopefully that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. So free-to-play games will be exciting but also the market itself, right? Uh, establishing more sports. So like college bass will be a big one, European soccer, MLS, um, uh, in, you know, uh, women's sports as well, uh, women's college basketball. Um, so the opportunities are pretty endless, endless for our market. And then long-term down the road, this is, you know, maybe a two to five year plan, but individual players, right? Fancy football is extremely popular, um, which is, which is awesome, but there's really no way to invest in players in the long-term. So introducing individual players to our market could be exciting as well. That's interesting. I didn't even think of that. That's really smart. All right. And then since you're our first ever guest, I'm starting this tradition with you, but I'm going to ask every guest from now on, what is your hottest sports take? Maybe most controversial, whatever, and back it up. Oh, that's a, uh, that's a good question. People in my, in, uh, in my TikTok comments are um, uh, all over me for this one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to preface this before okay. we go for the hot take. Okay. I'm a Packers fan. I've been blessed with an elite quarterback for a long time, right? I've been, been a, kind it's of been a, a good fan. two decades. Yeah, I've been a, been a pretty spoiled fan. I live in Minnesota right now, so I'm surrounded by a Vikings fan. I do not think that Kirk Cousins is a top 15 quarterback relative to how much he's being paid. So I know that's kind of a dorky answer. I say Whenever I say Kirk Cousins is not a top 15 quarterback, people in the comments absolutely roast me. They say, well, look at his stats. He's top five in passer rating, top five in yards, top five in blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's all fine and dandy, but it has to be relative to how much he's being paid. He's being paid as a top five cap hit. He can't be average. He can't be eight and eight. So I can't stand Kirk Cousins. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he'll ever win playoff games. I don't think he'll win a Super Bowl, but I think he's a bottom 15 quarterback in the NFL relative to how much he's being paid. Now, if he was on a rookie deal, he'd be unbelievably good. That'd be an absolute steal. But if he's making $45 million, he's not a top 15 quarterback. So basically, he's like the least valuable quarterback it, out there. Exactly. Le- that, that's a great way of putting it. Least L- he's the LVP. The he's the LVP yes. of the league. He's, the LVP is the least valuable quarterback in the NFL. I'd rather have anyone else at a cheaper cost than Kirk Cousins at his current value. I don't hate that. I'm surrounded by Vikings fans in this office. I might steal that one when I go when I go downstairs here. Not, um, not a, he's not a bad quarterback. He's no. A terrible value. Yeah, I like I like that a lot because I don't think people can argue with that one too much. All right, well, that thanks so much for joining us. This was a lot of fun. I will definitely keep in touch with you about some sort of trivia thing. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And for people who are interested in getting into symbol, like what's the move? How do they do it? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on, Matt. This has been great. Uh, website, www.symbol.com. You can go desktop, you can go mobile. Uh, if you sign up right now, we have a $10 free giveaway going on. So as soon as you sign up, you'll get $10 in your account. You can go buy your first team um for free basically on us just to get tested in the market completely risk-free ten dollars will be in there as soon as you sign up so that's symbol.com go check that out 
um, at Symbol Sports on TikTok, at Symbol Sports on Twitter. Um, we're pretty active on social, so if you want to learn more about the market, our DMs are open. Feel free to reach out uh, on Twitter, on TikTok. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited about uh, creating some content with you guys. I think the sports trivia uh, segment could be a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Yeah, you too.